Your relationship with your own becoming is not a relationship with someone out there somewhere in the future. Becoming is not about what is happening in 10 years or in five years or in one year. While it is pivotal to have a vision, and that is something we talk about often, most recently in the rebuilding episode, The whole point of that vision is that your becoming is happening right now. Which means that the relationship you have with the person whom you are becoming is happening in this moment. I want to invite you into that relationship. I want to invite you to be where you are. What does it actually mean to be where you are? It means observe yourself. Allow your feelings. Ground into the present moment. Create margins. This is the only way you will come to know who God asks for you to become is by actively pursuing who God has made you in this exact moment. God is in everything, including your past and your future. But you can only experience God in the present. Welcome to Wilderness Wonder. I'm your host, Amber Redmond. I have been really affected this week by the Gabby Petito story. I'm not going to go into a lot of details about it because you can easily look it up on the internet and find the most recent details. But as of this recording, Gabby has been reported missing by her family 10 days ago. And what police suspect is her body was found on Sunday. From what we understand, Gabby had gone on a months-long trip across the United States with her significant other. And somewhere along the way, likely before the trip, they had become entangled in what can only be assumed is a cycle of abuse. I can't say for sure what happened to her. That we do not know. But we do know that there was a 911 call days before she went missing that included witnesses saying that her significant other was slapping her. And when the police did pull them over, there is an hour-long video um, 
of Gabby being hysterical and crying and Gabby and her significant other both showing signs of a cycle of emotional manipulation and abuse. And you guys, if I didn't come here this week and tell you how much that is affecting me, I would be downright lying to you about my present moment. I have tried to write this episode several times with and without the Gabby Petito story. And finally, I came to a place where I sat in my war room and just asked God to help me understand what to let go of and also what he is wanting me to hear right now. Because I believe that by paying attention to what is happening in our present moment, we are able to uncover the things that God has waiting for us. And oftentimes, that can be found in unpleasant feelings. Who is God in stories like this? Stories of abuse and trauma and tragedy. I was still sitting in my war room with my Bible and asked these questions. And then I let my Bible fall open. I never do this. I usually know where I want to go and manipulate the pages of the Bible myself. But because of the way I was feeling, I felt lost and I equally felt led. So I let my Bible fall open and it fell open to Psalm 90. Here's what I found. I'm not going to read the entire Psalm. I'm going to read to you the parts that I felt led to. Psalm 90 says, Before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, from the beginning to end, you are God. You sweep people away like dreams that disappear. They are like grass that springs up in the morning. In the morning it blooms and flourishes, but by evening it is dry and withered. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Pieces of Psalm 90 Today I mourn the lives lost to abuse, whether that is abuse cycles within a relationship or within a system. This is not what God intended for us. God meant for us to be in continuous becoming with him until the end of our days. I am heartbroken over the end of Gabby Petito's story, and yet God remains. I am heartbroken over abuse and terror and fear and the horrible things that happen in the world, and yet God remains. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. The nuance of our God is that we live in this world where we are separated from the truth of who God is. And it takes literal work 
to stay open and present in each moment to welcoming God. And yet, we are not meant to know any more of the scope of God's work than what we have right now. He has planted eternity in the human heart. Our longing for eternity is God-planted. And our inability to understand eternity is God-affirmed. What breaks my heart about Gabby is that like so many others who are taken too soon, she was living towards her longings by actively pursuing her passion. And her life was taken in the midst of that. From what can be seen on the police tape and heard on the 911 call, I wish she could have been saved from the abuse cycle. I think we all wish that for her and for women like her. And for the women we know. And for some of us, for the woman that we are. We wish that women could be saved from the abuse cycle. Witnessing ourselves in the present means being honest with ourselves about what's happening right now. Inside of our relationships, inside of ourselves, inside of our desires and needs and longings. It's only within that honesty that God can come to be with us. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Genesis 1-2 That's the picture I want you to have about God in the present moment, because God has this relationship with us that allows us to have free will, meaning only by inviting God into our honesty can He truly be with us which is literally why Jesus came, so that God could be with us. The Spirit of God is hovering over your moment, and he is wondering when you will let him in. When people talk about religion, it seems that the focus is always on repenting your sins. But the point of that repentance is a welcoming God into truth. And what I'm talking about today is allowing God access into the points of our life where we have abandoned ourselves, and repenting to God about the numbing, the running, the desertion. The opposite of self-abandonment is self-possession. which is a term defined beautifully by Leanna Tinkersley in Brazen. When you think of someone who is self-possessed, think about someone who knows what she believes, knows her own opinions, knows her own taste, and isn't trying to morph or chameleon into what the next person walking toward her needs her to be. She has a sense of herself. And she lives true to that sense, honoring it. She has a strength of intuition, and she's loyal to her created center. 
She can practice her no with confidence because she's in tune with her own needs, her family's needs, her soul's needs, and she isn't going to allow the requests of others to bulldoze her priorities and her capacity. And if someone manages to get close to her, and then they abuse that closeness, she is able to rescue herself. She is able to stand up for her own existence and politely excuse herself from the relationship. If the other person thinks she's a heartless witch for doing so, that's fine. Because the self-possessed woman knows, surely, that she is not a heartless witch. She is, in fact, a soul warrior. She has spent extended periods of time in the presence of God, listening to the deep water's voice of God that teaches her to honor her family, honor her craft, honor her desires, honor what has been put in her hands. She knows she is God-possessed, and so she is able to be confidently self-possessed. This piece of gold from Brazen has very literally saved me. This is what I want for myself. It is what I long for for every person who listens to this podcast. To know you are God-possessed and to be able to be confidently self-possessed. This is right relationship with God. And the most pivotal piece of this whole passage is how she sets boundaries to allow her self-possession. How can you be in right relationship with God if you are not fortifying the boundaries that allow you to be the self he created you to be? One of the most important parts of your sacred garden is going to be the boundaries around your emotional acre. Earlier I said what it means to be where you are is encompassed by these four movements. Observe yourself. Allow your feelings. Ground into the present moment. Create margins. Creating margins means setting boundaries. And setting boundaries means Knowing who you are, what you need, what you desire, and how to honor each of these pieces so that you can become who God created you to become. Honoring ourselves means, from Leanna's words, she isn't trying to morph or chameleon into what the next person walking toward her needs her to be. And... She isn't going to allow the requests of others to bulldoze her priorities and her capacity. And she is able to rescue herself. Here's an important piece to interject. Setting boundaries is a skill set, and the truth of the matter is that women are not taught it. Because a self-possessed woman is a threat to the status quo which is why she is so powerful for God, because the status quo is not what God intended. I 
think cases like Gabby's teach us what we need to build within our own life in order to protect us and those around us. I am not a licensed or qualified therapist, so if you have found yourself knowing that you are in a cycle of abuse or even questioning whether you are, please contact a therapist, please. You can call the Domestic Violence Helpline at 1-800-799-7233. You can chat online with them at thehotline.org. Or you can text START to 88788. If you think you need that, please do not hesitate. I am begging you to make this one step in protecting yourself from more moments of abuse. This could be your first boundary. And I understand if it's not. Maybe you create margins of safety by first admitting to God that you think you may be experiencing or witnessing abuse. The other most important part of your sacred garden is the water that runs through it. This is God. Jesus said to the Samaritan woman, But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Lately, I've been curious about what that scripture and the part of Brazen quote where Leanna says the deep water's voice of God mean. So I've been exploring these ideas of water and God and God's voice and what that means to me. This is what I've learned. God is so much like water. Water has the power to give life and to take it. Water is in everything from the rain cloud to the leaf to the ground you stand on. Water can rush in like a tidal wave and take you off your feet or it can gently babble over your toes in a brook. I hear way too often from women who are dedicated to serving how they think that reinforcing their boundaries will stop the flow of God's goodness that comes from their core. I wish you could see my face right now because it just went into a deadpan because this is utter baloney. I said that way too loud the last time and literally made my dogs go crazy and had to pause this recording so I'm going to say it one more time a little less fierce. If you think that your boundaries are what is going to stop the flow of God's power, that is baloney. You are wrong. (laughs) Your boundaries will never and can never hold the water or God. Because water is in a constant cycle. And this is why this is the perfect illustration for who God is. Because even if you dam up your river and try to keep all of God to yourself so that the water and God cannot flow downhill, it will never work because water will always be within us, around us, beneath us, and 
above us. Water and God are always in a constant cycle of returning. If you question this, please look at an illustration of the water cycle. Think of how our bodies are made up of such a high percentage of water. God's goodness cannot be stopped. His story will not be held back. He is too powerful for that. In fact, his story will be held back within you if you do not take the time to evaluate your boundaries. Rest in who he is. Allow yourself to become self-possessed. Learn how to rescue yourself. It is your job to fortify your boundaries so that God can do his work within you. Imagine your most open and unafraid self. What is it going to take to become her? What does she need? What does she want? Be where you are. This one wild and precious life you are living is too short to continue living a life of self-abandonment. God gave you a piece of eternity right there within your soul. And he is calling you to be with it because you are precious to him. Before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world, from beginning to end, you are God. You sweep people away like dreams that disappear. They are like grass that springs up in the morning. In the morning it blooms and flourishes, but by evening it is dry and withered. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Pieces of Psalm 90 Thank you for listening to episode 22 of Wilderness Wonder. I pray that this episode has helped you go a little deeper into your relationship with yourself and with God. I pray that what you have heard today helps you understand who God is and what he wants for you. A few episodes ago, I talked about deeming this year a rebuilding year. And with that episode, I created a journal that I hope will help you both rebuild your life and will help you be where you are right now. Most of the questions in that journal can help you set a foundation for the boundaries that you need to build. If you'd like that journal, it is a free resource you can find on my website. All you have to do is sign up on my email list. Then that PDF printable journal will be automatically dropped in your inbox. I hope this episode has been a gentle guidepost on your journey to finding the wonder of God even in the midst of the wilderness. Lord, 
We are here. We are listening. We are alive. We are awake. Show us what you have in store. Amen. not a licensed or qualified therapist so if you have found yourself knowing that you are in a cycle of abuse or even questioning whether you are please contact a therapist please you can call the domestic violence helpline at 1-800-799-7233 you can chat online with them at thehotline.org or you can text START to 88788. If you think you need that, please do not hesitate. I am begging you to make this one step in protecting yourself from more moments of abuse. This could be your first boundary.